get myself to not be so fucking mad to be real so this week's topic is called good or bad hair why must we divide ourselves this podcast is you know for women we've got to empower each other we have got to support each other we have got to be less judgmental um we have got to work through our insecurities and decipher why our behavior is the way that it is. Um, this in particular is between women of color. Um, more specifically, chocolate women of color and the light brights. You know, the red bones. Basically biracial. I have a biracial older son. He immediately knows that the world sees him as black. Doesn't care what else he has, how fair skin he is, how long his hair is. He knows that the world, especially as a, a man, he's seen as black. Let's be real, guys. I don't know if you guys ever heard this, but my mom has always said, one drop makes you black. So for there to be a narrative that biracial women are not black infuriates me, especially when they are discounting some of the young women in the industry that are doing fantastic things like Zendaya and Yara Shahidi, like how, yeah, uh, yeah. So, uh, Hubby's gonna play a clip really quickly. And this is kind of the basis of where this all starts. The reality of it is, is black men are not interested in changing by and large um they've gotten worse and they're continuing to get worse because they feel like they have every option in the world and black women are just not something that they care about but then once somebody says that their womb is closed off to black male children then all of a sudden it's a problem like relationships are a struggle like what? if we don't have any value based on having your children then why should we have your children So that is the um, the beginning, the antithesis of of, uh, of this whole kind of uh, narrative. Um, this is another content creator. Um, uh, Women's Fear Podcast. Women's oh right, right. Women's Fear Podcast. Um, you know, we previous episodes we talked about the manosphere. Well, now we have a woman's fear. Um, ladies, what do you think about? just this beginning portion of this discussion. I know this lady too. I've seen like her, I can't think of her name either though. Like I've seen her on Storm Monroe and all these mm -hmm. other like mm -hmm. YouTube shows. Yeah. Uh, here is my thing with it. I, I am a black woman. I am not biracial, but I've had other black people tell me I'm biracial. I'm mm -hmm. not. If you looked at me, I am black. My sister, pure blood, whatever, is very, very, very fair skinned, like mm -hmm. more fair skinned than some white people I or well, Italian people I know. 
And that's my full blood sister. So I never grasped the concept that, oh, just because someone is um, fair skinned or biracial, that they're not black. My, mm-hmm. Both of my parents are very high yellow people, both of them. And made a bunch of black ass kids. So I don't know. It just to me, it was always just I mean, like we're not a monolith. Like everybody right. thinks. I mean, I used to remember making jokes like, where the Cosby kids come from? They just run all the, you know, the gamut of the, the, mm-hmm. the shades of the, the, rainbow. the rainbow. Yeah. But it's it's real. Like you can, like you said, Lindsay, you can have just light, light, bright, you know, um, parents. Mm-hmm. And then you got the, you know, the the midnight dark. There's nothing wrong yep. with it, you know, children. And it's just one, it goes back into your your genetics into your ancestors so you know vice versa everybody else could be you know black and beautiful and then there's a child that comes out looking like Vanessa Williams you know for example um if you guys don't know who Vanessa Williams is I can't help you but um so yeah it's it's uh it's infuriating to me because one my son is biracial my niece is biracial but like I said I've always grown up in the thought that one drop of, you know, one drop makes you black. And that's how you're seen by society. Um, you know, I think for women, of course, there is that they're prettier, you know, and they have better hair and things like that. But I think that's something that, which is why we played Good or Bad Hair and why we played the, you know, that snippet from um, school days. But we, within our community, we have that. Um, that infighting and you know as women we we are the backbones of of our families and um, you know of our society and we can't be strong and united when we're doing that you know that divisive shit Um, what do you think about their comments about black men I it also infuriates me because the whole time I was listening to it I go no Black men don't do this to me. They do it to you. So why aren't you looking on the inside to figure out why that is? Um, what do you guys think about, you know, their, you know, well, her, her whole uh, theory and ideal that black men don't want black women um, and that they, they aren't trying. They're not putting any effort to, you know, to obtain these women. I think, and I've seen her speak before, like, I think it's a dangerous game when you start generalizing like that. Mm -hmm. Like, yes, there are many black people who chase um, women, men Mm -hmm. outside of their Mm -hmm. race because they want to have kids with good hair. I definitely Mm -hmm. heard that shit coming up or, you know, there are people who do that, but there's also people who just, I love my husband because I love my husband. I don't Mm -hmm. He just happened Mm -hmm. to be white. That's just how it worked out. So you can't go around and say like, oh black men all black men just are getting worse and all black men and i know she probably thinks like well i'm not saying all black men but i i have heard her say too like oh it's the younger generation and this and that nah girl you can't do that i i don't think that is it's dangerous to make a blanket statement like that if you want to talk about the segment of black people who are doing that have at it, but don't be out here generalizing people because that kicks up the controversy and gets people more riled up and, you know, keeps the shit going. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and that's what leads to gentlemen like Fresh and Fit who said, I don't date the darkies. Um, oh. I don't date the, sh- 
the Shaquanas or whatever they said. And it's like, niggas, y'all mamas and sisters are black. Like, what are you talking about? Um, but yeah, we'll go ahead and, and let her finish up with her nonsense stuff. Black women, black women don't even want to accept that. Like, the fact that you are with a black man, he is on the bottom totem pole in society economically when it comes to his respect. No other group of men that is over him economically. And, and when it comes to the government and the patriarchal society, everybody is above the black man. So technically, your relationship is a struggle. Your marriage is a struggle. Your relationship with your son struggle your relationship yeah, so with your I have father, to stop right struggle. here because struggle. I, like, yeah, um, I don't have struggle. I don't have those struggles so well, I don't it is a struggle when it comes to society it's a struggle no it, I, don't, I, I don't have a struggle and I and I respect the fact that many women do have that struggle but I don't have one and so what I'm not going to do is for the sake of conversation act like the majority of men don't and I'm not even calling people unicorns I won't even call my situation a unicorn but what i will say is that emphatically my relationship with my son my husband or my father is not a struggle but i don't have a cape on for those who are perpetuating those things either so acknowledging that you know just because i didn't go through it does not mean that it is not a horrible problem that it's a horrible situation and that most women are going to experience this i don't have a problem with admitting that I don't have a problem with admitting that I've seen my sisters go through some of this stuff, that I've seen friends go through that stuff, but I don't have to deny or say, yeah, I'm in the struggle too, if I'm not in the struggle, because that would be lying. Now, I agree with what she was saying, um, because I as well, my husband, I don't, it's not a struggle for my children. It's not a struggle. What I do see as a struggle for Black men is the fact that they have so much more responsibility and it's so much more urgent for them to be fathers that raise you know good young men and that are there for them it for, they have a a, a heavier um, i don't want to say burden but responsibility because they're a black man and they're raising young black men in this country um i think with my husband versus his counterpart you know let's just say Tim next door, let's say, you know, white guy, um, their responsibilities and their, uh, the urgency um, in their responsibilities is a little different. I definitely feel that black men have a little more weight on their shoulders because of the society that we live in. Um, you know, he, he's always telling my sons, take your hood off. I mean, and it, to him, it broke his heart the first time he had to do it because he's like, shit, I didn't have to take my hood off. You know, but this we live in different times. You know, um, stand still. Like if you are in front of a, a police officer, you know, you it just times have changed so much that you have to teach them to be on their P's and Q's, be on alert, um, but you know, still assert your rights as a, a citizen. Um, and just, you know, hope that it won't end in 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 bloodshed. Um, or you know, a cop that just is an asshole. You know, for example, um, you know, and and how to treat women, um, it's a huge responsibility. And I know that's part that's part of my responsibility. But I can't. I'm not a man, so I can't tell you know my boys how to be once they get into college and stuff. You know, so um, 
their responsibilities as a husband. I can't tell them that. I know what my responsibilities as a wife and a mother is, but he has that. And with the trauma that our men hold, whether they recognize it or not, there is trauma. And it's, uh, it's up to each individual on how they handle that and, you know, how, they, how it comes to realization for them. And then once it does, you know, come to the forefront, like I said, what actions that they take to understand that trauma and then to utilize, uh, you know, therapy or whatever it may be to help them get over it and to not use that as a crutch. Um, so I do feel that there's a disconnect between Black men and Black women within our society because we don't know what our roles are, I think, deep down. Um, once again, like I said, when you have your entire history taken away from you and there's nothing that you can relate to, it kind of makes it very hard for you to have an identity and to have a place within society. Um, and unfortunately for many people, they don't know how to, to handle that. Um, so yeah, I, I, I can see what that, you know, that last uh, woman said when she said there was no struggle. Um, yeah, what do you guys what do you guys think? Do you have anything to add to that? I'm sure like I, I'm sure everything you are saying is definitely true. I just I do think like there are many black people, right, who just move in black circles and they mm -hmm. stick with their own. Definitely. But I just, you know, and I grew up in the hood, but I was always in white society that mm -hmm. I went to a majority white private school yeah. majority white college out in the boonies like so when I was dating and moving around and stuff that is just who was around me I had no um no drive to kind of just stick with black mm -hmm. people mm -hmm. and so I mean my experience have I seen it with friends and families and stuff sure but can I can I explicitly speak to like the disconnect between black men and black women? No, the black men I know and the black women I know, I think they're amazing people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and they, I don't know, like, I don't, I don't see like the, um, like I said, I've, I've listened to her speak a lot. And then I used to hang out a lot in, um, when clubhouse was popular, like I'd hang mm -hmm. out in all of the mm -hmm. like black culture rooms and hear people talk about that. Like I was listening to them, like talking to me one day about how I can't be pro black because I have a white husband. Oh, but, get the fuck out of oh, here. Oh yes, girl. But I just, I don't know. Like I definitely, I definitely can understand how someone could see like okay there's a disconnect between these two communities mm -hmm. but I feel it more so moves to a level of if the people around you and I don't care what their race is but if the people around you are not giving you what you need in a relationship then you need to go be around different people yeah and I don't even if it's other black people or you know whatever I I just it's so dangerous to blanket make these blanket statements like oh yeah, black yeah. black men don't know how to be men anymore like i've heard people say that like girl you don't know all black men so please don't do that right you know, like she, you when did you talk to them last yeah. name them all let me know but yeah <laughs> you're right um once again we're not a monolith yes. it's like we're not all the same shade um we all have different experiences i mean Lindsay, your you know ours is very close we, you know hmm. to each other because we both grew up in uh, the same type of environment 
I mean, I was called the pepper in the salt. Mm-hmm. Or Why the buttermilk, yeah. Yeah, you know. Um, and, I, you know, and to me back then, I would take it as, don't be mad because I get to go to the white parties. Don't be mad because, you know, it, mm-hmm. and that's still kind of part of me. Like, don't be mad over my, my glow up. But I am much more aware as an adult now that there are definitely some people, and it doesn't matter what your color is, but that are just not worth my time. Um, I was just telling hubby that um, I think I figured out Karens and where they come from. And this is, this is my theory on it. I like, look, somebody, please do not steal this for your thesis paper. Because if I ever do have to write one, this is it. So I feel like white women have an issue with black women, and it goes all the way back to slavery. Who was breastfeeding your children? Who was rearing your children? Who was also fucking your man? Who was taking care of the house? You know, the black women. Um, so they, they, you know, so I think it between it, there and as time has gone on, there's been a, a little, uh, well, stay in your place. You may think you're better. Because deep down they know, like, shit, my, my kid loves you more than they love me. Or, you know, you have gone through all the important times of, of a child's life um, because I'm worried about being, you know, the uh, lady of leisure and, and the, the head of the house. Um, so I think there was, you know, always just some innate disdain coming through, like, hey, you aren't supposed to be the lady of the house. And pretty much they were the mistresses of the house. But, I mean, look at Thomas Jefferson. Uh, what was her name? Sally Hemings? Mm-hmm. I mean, he was like, hey. Love you, girl. You want to go to France? And took her to France. You know what I'm saying? Like, in shit, half of the damn Jeffersons in this freaking country are like direct <laughs> descendants. Um, so I think it has, to, it has to go back to that. But I also think that a, a men can relate to what men go through, whether you're black, white, or whatever else. So white men, not all of them, but let's just say, you know, white men, for example, they may be able to relate to the, uh, you know, the struggle or not the struggle, but, you know, everything that comes with being a father um, and, and wanting to raise men that are integral parts of society, that are well-adjusted, you know, that don't end, end up behind bars. And so there's some connection there, no matter what else society is saying between men. Um, of course, black women, we're right here because we are just everything. You know, we're magic. So, um, so who does that leave? That leaves good old Karen. Um, and I just feel like as much as black people feel like we don't have a place to belong, I really do think that uh, some Caucasian women, I'm not going to say all, but feel uh, like they have the imposter syndrome going on every single day of their life. Um, and I... I would love to be able to just cut the brain open of a Karen and figure out why are y'all so special? Why do you cry at at the drop of the hat and you think that is supposed to like change everything? The world's supposed to stop. Um, Why do you think it's your goddamn business to tell somebody how to park in the Target parking lot? You park where you need to park and take your ass in the Target. Um, You know, why do you find it your business to report on a little kid who's trying to sell some, you know, waters to get to Disneyland? Um, you know, and, and just a multitude of things, but, and it's not all, like I said, you know, because Averlyn is, is I call, and she loves us so much because I call her weekday and she's like, what? Please tell me weekday. But, uh, 
I, you know, I, Avalyn has no care in this about her. And so, like I said, I don't think it's all, <coughs> I don't think it's all um, women from Caucasia, but I do Caucasia. think that deep, <laughs> deep, deep down, it's, they don't have, you know, anything to relate to. I mean, either you come for money and then you're spoiled and you relate everything to your the, the old money that you have, or you get somebody to take care of you, you know, um, or you become the PTA mom. Like it's just, and I, I may be generalizing here, but I'm just giving examples. And so I, you know, it could have been the fungi that helped this, uh, this thought come to mind the other night, but I was kind of like, you know what? That makes sense. I would love to sit down, you know, oh, hey, when we get on your, you know, channel. But I would love to sit down and really just have a honest discussion um, between women, black and white or whatever, um, but then especially between black women and, and the whole color, you know, the whole color thing. Um, I mean, I can't admit, and I'm, I'm not ashamed to admit, growing up, I had a friend named Brianna, um, and she was, she was, uh, she was black, both her parents were black, but she had beautiful long hair. She was fair skinned. And I mean, now I'm going to admit part of the reason why she was like so much because this girl had good taste, like good <laughs> Lord. Um, when we were like sixth grade, like full grown woman, you've had a couple baby titties, but, um, I was so envious of her because I was like, she's obviously prettier than I am. You know, her hair's longer. She's this, she's that. Um, come to find out she was struggling with her sexuality the entire time. And so it's, you know, it's grass is not always greener or what you think. Like you have these insecurities about yourself. So do they. Um, but we're never going to be able to move forward as a community. Black people are never going to be able to have a, you know, a wall, a black wall street, um, uh, you know, a uh, Seneca, what was in, you know, um, Central Park. We'll never be to have communities our own. We're never going to be able to have generational wealth and entrepreneurship and, you know, just this community and be who we're truly meant to be if we are so divisive within our own communities. Um, you know, we can't keep pointing the finger. We can't say, tell other black people they're not black enough. Uh -huh. You don't know their experience. You don't know their struggle. And then we can't tell black men, you're this, you're that, you're this, you're that. Why don't you want me? <sighs> Hello? Like, come on. Um, it's very, it's very apparent. Um, but, you know, so we unfortunately do a lot of the damage on our own, you know, and making it easy for the eradication that is deep down in, in, in the books. Um, we're, we're making it easier for them. And we have to decide to make that change. And I think in having this conversation, I mean, I could not believe how many videos hubby found on this whole biracial woman thing. It is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. And I mean, overall, I'm going to be very honest. Overall, it just seemed like it was a lot of chocolate-skinned women who were jealous of fair-skinned women. Real talk. That's honestly what it seemed like. Um. One was talking about whether Zendaya's hair was uh, a 4C. And I thought to be like, her hair is not a 4C. My hair is a 4C. Look at it. Look at it. Yeah. And proceeds to take her braids down on camera. 
Well, I'm a, so I haven't really spoken much to this because obviously as a white woman, I can't speak to experiences that you guys have, but as a woman in general, if you look back throughout time, no matter what your race was, women have up until recently been nothing more than shadow. Like we are, uh, we were every, we were owned every, we've been owned forever. Like everything that we did, everything that we did was at the will of the man that was in charge of our life, whether it was our father or our husband, or if somebody were to pass away, like an older brother or something. So throughout time, women have only been able to make themselves feel at any sort of level of importance by pushing other women down. So our ranking in our own world was about um, being better than the woman next to us because we're, we don't have really a place of worth. We're just something that a guy owns. So in our little social world, it made us feel some sort of value by pushing other females down. So it didn't matter the time, culture. You have men saying women are so petty. Women are so catty. Right. Yes. But they built that because if we were to unify as a group of women, we're empathetic, we're sympathetic, we're strong, we can handle pain. And, you know, I mean, we, we could be something to be scared of. And so we have been kept at each other for millennia just to keep that from happening. Mm -hmm. And as if, it's not great now, but it's happening more. You're seeing it more as there's an energy shift from the divine masculine to the divine feminine, and you're going to start seeing us pulling together more, but we still have a long ways to go, and we have to, whether race or whatever is separating us, you got to, like, drop that shit. We need to be supporting one another in our differences because that's what makes us amazing, you know, we are goddesses and we all have our specialties and everything that makes us unique. And we need to be like, yeah, but lady. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. And I agree with up. you. You're seeing a lot more, um, like, just a lot more women's groups, you know, like, let's get together. Let's help each other be as best as we can, you know, as we can. Um, yeah. But then on the other side, you have shows like Hot or Not or whatever it's called, you right. know, where part of it is, let's go ahead and pit these women. Better yet, Bachelorette. Like, right. oof, that is some exhausting ass TV. And I don't even want to. I just watch clips. And what these women are doing to get a man who is just being a man. I, we cannot blame him for kissing 15 <laughs> women or for, you know, being attractive. It, you, you can't blame them but, for what's innate. Um, but right. like I said, we're still displaying that behavior. To me, if I saw you out, right, but your dress is, you look fire. I'm going to tell you that. I'm not going to turn around and whisper to my friends and talk shit. You know? Um, yeah, but I, even a point, though, is that even those women that are doing that, even though we don't agree with that, what they're, how they're doing it, and we think mm-hmm. that there is a better way to put a face for women, we need to be supporting them that they are making that choice for themselves. Whether we agree with it or not, 
we need to lift one another up and be like, okay, we don't agree on the right, on the way to go about it, but you're doing you. And if that's what makes you feel better, then yay for that. But (laughs) you know what I mean? I just feel like we're always finding little things that we're like pulling each other down for. And it's like, but how does that affect you? It doesn't, it doesn't do it. Let them live their life. That's they're on their journey and we have to like support one another in that and just think differently. Like we are worth something. They're worth something. We can all be worth something. We all are worth something. Mm -hmm. So, you know, let's celebrate that. Let's celebrate each other and stop all this other bullshit because that doesn't do anything at all. I mean, when you, you know, (laughs) there's things that both of you ladies are better than me. At. I don't know, but you know, um, instead of, <laughs> you know, instead of being intimidated by that, that's where, you know, collaboration and community is built. You know, if you think about totally. way, way back in, you know, back in the days, there was a medicine woman, there was an educator, there was this, there was that, you know, if you needed somebody to watch your kids, they were there. I mean, think back to our grandparents. I used to be like, you couldn't do shit if, and get from the beginning of the street to the end of the street without all the neighbors talking to you before you got home. Mm-hmm. You know, that would probably be good. Because some of y'all don't know how to chastise and raise your kids, but I will get them right. Um, <laughs> you know, so there's, so we, we, we really need to identify that we're all, you know, universally um, blessed and, you know, all of her divine knowledge with strengths and weaknesses and it's to balance other people's strength and you know we're all energy so you know maybe you're not the greatest at uh you know i don't know helping your kids with their science project i don't know but lindsay might be but if you are too concerned about self you're never gonna find that out and then your kids are gonna you know all their Science projects are going to be like, how do you split a seed in half or, you know, that random shit like that or potato box or whatever. Um, and so I, I do like what, you know, what you said, Appleman, and you, you, you know, you don't have an opinion as a black woman. I mean, you're pretty close. Um, but <laughs> I like your, I like your, in, I like your insight on that. Um, because it, once again, it's about accountability. It's about being comfortable with who you are and every flaw, every positive aspect, you know, I am goofy, and my husband will tell you, goofy, I have times that I'm just goofy, I like to mess with them, just to mess, um, he's like, why do that, I'm like, because I wanted to, um, you know, and I know that's something that people that know me very well, it's endearing, you know, I'm sure sometimes I can get on their nerves, but they also know that that's me, you know, um, so it's just, do we all want to escape this planet? We were talking about this uh, Do we all want to escape this, you know, this uh, planet together when it's inhabitable or non-inhabitable? Or do we want, you know, for all the for shit to be fucked up? You know, I, once again, kind of far out and crazy. But in order for us to move further together and to go far, we have to be unified from the starting line. Um, and we have too much that already tries to divide us. That's outside of our control. How you look, your money, cars, you know, all the other shit that really doesn't mean anything, but it does affect you in your everyday life. 
um, you know, BBL, butt up to, you know, your shoulders and thick thighs and everything. I'm like, ooh. Well, my three babies have uh, given me thick other parts, but you know, I, and, you know, I, I, it is what it is, you know. And once uh, you are comfortable with who you are supposed to be within this universe in this life, then I think it becomes easier for you to support other, you know, another woman. Um, Lindsay, what do you think? I know you always come on a mic drop. Oh no, you guys have already both said it all. I think even on like an older episode of this podcast, I said the same thing. It's about being authentic, like be your authentic self. Stop subscribing to the bullshit uh, systems that are going on around you. Unless like Evelyn said, if that's something you really are into, go for it. But don't sit around and try and point out other people's faults and push them down to make right. you feel better about whatever you have subscribed to in life no don't do that shit just live a good life and mind your fucking business <laughs> business right? that's my that's my vibe yeah. Yes. yeah othering people is i think i don't care what we talk about on this podcast in politics whatever othering other people is everything that's wrong with this world mm -hmm. everything yeah yeah because like i said you have no idea what goes on in some between you know the walls mm -mm. Um, I told you guys we've been watching She Was Like Crazy. <laughs> this was one episode. From the beginning of the episode, I was like, the dude that she's trying to find out of cheating, he whoops her ass. Like, you could just tell. You could tell. Do you know in the confrontation, he hauls off and socks her oh, God. on TV and breaks uh, her nose. I mean, blood gushing. Like, her face oh, was damn. just nothing but crimson. It was crazy. And I was like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, first of all, I was like, you have a brother or somebody that can whoop his ass um, when he gets out of jail. But it, it's just that, you know, like she um, she was kind of playing the role. She found out that her best friend was fucking. She moved him into her best friend into her house. Her friend was getting a divorce. And uh, yeah, so her best friend started fucking her boyfriend. Um, and you just find out, you know, you just find out that from the outside, everything may have looked great about her, you know, if you were a co-worker or something. But you know, she's getting socked up and she has a horrible ass best friend. Um, you just, yeah, you never know. You People really need to become comfortable with their existence and who they are. Like I said, once you find your passion and your purpose, everything else fall, just falls yeah. into place. Um, there's always work to be done. Always. But that's what makes life a Um So, yeah, you know, I... You have another video to show? Okay. So, um, th this narrative actually started with the whole erasing of, you know, black men and, and, you know, if black men are going to be with white women, then they're basically saying, we don't want black women anymore. We don't want a, a full pure race of black women. Now, first of all, that sounds very clanny, pure race, because we're not pure. We're not just completely black. So those people that are saying, oh, she's not black, she's biracial, neither are you, sweetheart. Mm -hmm. Go ahead and look into the, you know, into the DNA. Um, it just, like I said, you know, in having the platforms of like YouTube, people just feel like they can say whatever they want. Um, and it's sad because, like I said, I think if you you subscribe to that, of uh, that train of thought, you have a lot of trauma yourself that you need to deal with. Mm -hmm. So, you know, hey guys, can we just all get along? No. <laughs> Ladies, right. you know, I'm every woman. We are. If y'all don't know about 
the Chocolate Tom song, and then Whitney redid it. <laughs> Go listen to it. Um, Ladies Night, I don't care what you listen to. Megan <laughs> the Stallion, I don't care. But, you know, um, have your have your, your sisters back. You know, um, our yoni is the most powerful thing in this universe, and it's all created from us. Mm-hmm. So, we have got to keep it going. Got to keep it fresh. Great. So, yeah, so, you know, I hope you guys learned something from that. I would just say, don't be a hater. Like, yeah, like Lizzie says, shut the fuck up and mind your own, you know? Um, yeah, yeah. So that is uh, that our main topic for this week. And I think uh, we're going to introduce the hubby, the hubby, the hubby coming into the place. He's looking at me like, what are you talking about? So uh, the question for today is, what messages are you guys like refusing to hear or listen to? That's just out there right now, the narratives and shit? Correct. So uh, like I refuse to believe what the chick was saying about all black men suck, because I know I don't suck. So like, what <laughs> are you guys refusing to listen to? Ladies, you go first. Um. So for me, I would say, which is kind of the premise of my um, website that I'm building, um, I refuse to believe that I can't have it all. You know, when we're little, we're, um, we're told that we can be anything and do anything and we can have everything, you know, the world is our oyster. And then as we hit junior high and high school, they're telling us we got to narrow shit down, like... <laughs> You really can't have it all, kid. Like, yeah. that was just yeah. a lie to make you feel good. And, you know, by the time we're, you know, in college, they're like super narrowed. Now you have to spend your entire mm-hmm. life doing one thing. And yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, my website is Your Eclectic Goddess. And um, the idea is that I like a lot of shit and I'm pretty good at a lot of shit. Mm-hmm. So, I'm going to do a lot of shit. <laughs> like, don't tell dope. me to pick one thing. And, you know, like, I can do whatever I want. Don't tell me what I can do. The only thing that's limiting me is me and the amount of effort I want to put into something. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, um, that's what I refuse to believe. I like that. Snap that I can On the way. And Miss Lindsay, what about you, honey? Oh, I am a walking, talking uh anomaly i guess i don't know because i do all these podcasts i talk about my sex life i talk about my depression issues when i was younger i talk about it i mention it all as bethany frankel once said mm-hmm. all of these podcasts and at the same time then i take my ass right to work and work with all of these big name companies um big social media platforms, all of these people. And then I go right in there and do my work. I'm teaching university at the university level now. And all of this shit is out there and all of this shit is on my LinkedIn. I do not care. I am being an authentic person in corporate. 
I can, I've talked about queefing on command on the trash <laughs> podcast before. I, 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 <laughs> I wish I had thought of it. <laughs> so do you, do you know what we were referring to when we, when I said that earlier? Yes. Yeah, that girl and... uh, from 50 day fiance or whatever was selling fart jars or something like that. that so, girl? yeah. So there's a girl, another girl that claims she makes a hundred thousand, that she made a hundred thousand dollars. Um, We'll have to send you the link. This girl is putting, I mean, she is capping all over the place. She's like, I have to get up and eat eggs and beans and protein. I'm like, how do we know you're farting in jars? All those jars. You could just be spraying like a little, you know, spray in there and then calling it a day. Yeah. Uh, she is charged a thousand American dollars for what I would, I picture it as like a little mason jar. <laughs> Pots over it. Caps it up real quick to not let the rest of her fart out. But and, one thousand instead of the song "Jar of Hearts," it's "Jar of Farts." Yes, I told hubby. I said, if I ever came into your man room or anything else, and you were like, yeah. "I spent a thousand dollars," I'd be like, "Whoa, are you about to go live with her?" Thousand dollars. Yeah, like yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. So um, that's what we were talking about because we were teasing April. We we're like, man, you are in the wrong line of life. work. You should have been doing that a long time ago. I could be selling my farts. Right? Or <sighs> Cap selling your farts. Because I really don't think she is selling. I don't think she's farting in the jar. I don't. I refuse. I really I don't refuse. think so either. Um, And if it is true. Like it, and it, how do you exactly know when a jar is filled with the farts? Like, like how do you know you're not like jilting them? Right? Like what if you're I, only putting half of a jar of art farts? <laughs> <laughs> Um, I mean, and then my how hubby, does one measure that? Like, mind. is it sixteen ounces of farts? Yeah, right. Like, right. Um, my <laughs> hubby uses very imagined mind. Goes, what if she started? I was like, oh my god. Oh, oh that's uh, extra. <laughs> He's like, she could probably still even more if she did that. I was like, oh my god. Um, oh, no, dear. I'm shaming anyone, but. Get a girlfriend. You can have a real life physical person just light you up in bed every single night if you want. Um, I yeah. So he uh he put the art in a jar link in our uh in our outline for you. So if you want to go see that, Miss Lindsay, if you and your husband want to sit down and watch about people farting in a jar, uh -uh. there you go. Um, sounds like a fun date night. Right? <laughs> <laughs> talk about farting in the dark. Um, I would just love to on 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 the pod that uh hubby and I have, which is our adult alternative relationship, whatever you want to call it, um, podcast. I talk about sex like Lindsay, you know, very open. <laughs> Everybody that knows me goes, I wish you had a little bit more you know, discretion. I'm like, why? Everybody exactly. has exactly exactly <laughs> shit. I mean, you know, and I'm sorry that mine is so fire and maybe yours isn't. Everybody's hurt. <laughs> I can't mute him. Sorry, guys. <laughs> um, so yeah, it um, you know, I'm not mad at anybody that is able to make a career for themselves within the you know adult However, I think you are hustling people, girl. You are hustling. Um, Listen, even if she is, you go, right. girl. If some fool I mean, out there is willing to pay money for that shit, 
He deserves can you send me five of those customers? Comes his way. <laughs> I will send them whatever they would like. Send me five of them. I don't need the whole 150. She said, yeah, I don't need it. Um, and I'm not giving no discount. Supposedly, in the first 97 that she sold, she gave at a five, uh, she a discount of $500. And I was like, oh, how kind of you. Um, that's generous. I mean, TikTok man. Too. Like, why advertise on TikTok? You know, because TikTok is very uh, selective with what information you can share and shit like that. So, yeah. But, um, hey, I may come to you guys one day and be like, so the podcast is over because I'm sending you to the start. So um, I think the message that I'm refusing to hear mm. is that, um, you know, you you cannot live the life that you want to live simply through manifestation and uh, things like mood boards and vision boards. Um, I have two apps on my phone that all day, every day, I'm getting, um, you know, affirmations sent to me. I'm getting, you know, just thoughts of the day. That helps, me, you know, and it helps me because nine times out of 10, it is very imperative. I mean, and it's, it's very relatable to whatever I'm going through. Um, so I refuse, I refuse to hear the message that I won't be blowing up one day, I won't be working with Kev on stage, um, that I will not be working with Charlemagne the God, on my vision board since I started podcasting. Um, you know that one day, um, Marshall Mathers is going to be like, I have been looking for you since 2000 when we met that second time. Ah. <laughs> He's like, just send me the checks. Just send me the checks. <clears throat> no, the only reason I said that is because I've been watching Eight Mile Battles this week and God damn, that movie's so fire. Um, but yeah, so I just refuse to believe that you are not, we were all put here to live a life of question or you know struggle i think everything that happens is based on your you know your actions but more importantly your mindset you know i've said it before i say it again the brain is so powerful and uh the power of thought is even more powerful so yeah also you know that's what i refuse to hear um yeah i think that i think that might be it for today i was trying to think if there's anything else that i refuse to hear but no um, I do refuse to hear that, you know, the soap operas are never coming back on. I wish somebody would reboot Passions. Oh, I loved it. Oh, so good. So good. It should be on something. There should be a whole soap opera channel. No, it doesn't. It's not out anymore. What are soap operas? Are they off? I mean, the only ones yeah. that are on, I think, Bold and the Beautiful, uh, General, General Hospital, Hospital, Young. Is it Days of Our Lives still on? Uh, yes, girl, Marlena just was up, uh, possessed again. Same story from when I was in 10th no, grade. No, the fuck. And her and John oh, are old. Like, yeah, they are. I know. Old as fuck. I mean, but hey, I'm not mad at You can stay yet. on a soap. Like, is he still alive? <laughs> die 15 times, come back and they still be, you know, Marlena and John. For Why real, not? like, you do it. Yeah. I wonder if, uh, what's I'll her turn name? it Susan on Lucci every once in a like, while, and I'm like, oh. I can just pick it up. Like, I don't yeah. even. It's all the They'll same never characters. put those back on when guys. you have nothing but reality shows on, though. You know, when you have love and hip hop and shit like that, they're like, what? A soap? 
We got real life people doing real life stupid shit right now. Um, so yeah, so <laughs> yes, I, do. Um, I mean, look at Ray J. Good Lord, Ray J is going to stay on game shows. Man. Um, so yeah, shout out to Ray J too, though, you know. Um so oh, one last thing before we go. One last thing. Did you guys hear about Nick Cannon and his body insecurity? No. Yes. No. So he's like, I've been a skinny guy my whole life. So he has a talk show and then he has like a a panel of other guys, other content creators, and they sit around and talk about stuff. One, it seems very, I mean, of course it's very fake, but they're, you know, they're trying to talk and show men that it's okay for you to talk and blah, blah, blah. This dude has 9,072 kids. And he says that he's always been very insecure about how skinny he is. And so he'll be under the blankets when it's that time to do the get down and uh, be like, turn the lights off. I'm like, if you don't get he said he always your drum has to, line. Always has to at least keep some socks on. Yeah. That's all right. Or a shirt. Or a shirt. All right. Now, let's just be honest. We know that the skinny niggas are bad. So, I think you should be quiet, Nick Cannon, because like I said, you've had your 9,072nd child in the past year. Um, I just, I just found that very interesting. I'm surprised that his talk show is still on, but allegedly it's going to replace Wendy Williams' show. Um, wow. You know, shout out to Wendy. But yeah, poor Wendy. All right, so... I want to thank you all for coming through this week. Um, I want you, we're a uh, full swap picked this up, right? Yeah. So a little bit of an announcement. We are being picked up by a national um, radio station slash studio called Full Swap Radio. So not only will you be able to get your dose of, you know, the don't talk, just listen and all the knowledge that we have. Um, on any of the other streaming platforms, but you will be able to go to Full Swap Radio and listen to this podcast, my Menage with the Mary Jane Maven podcast. Um, oh no, not that one. Um, almost at the Boondocks. Um, and uh, Swingers and or Soulmates and Swingers. Um, so three out of the four that I host. Uh, you never know. Maybe Game Night will be over there too. Who knows? Um, but Full Swap Radio. Please, you know, support all of our podcasts and our other um, podcast family that's on there as well. I do want to thank Full Swap when I met, you know, spoke with him some months ago. He's like, I want every single one of the podcasts that you do. Um, so, you know, we're what, ep episode four, five? Five? And we are already picked up, ladies. Look at that. Hello. So, um, I uh, you know, just wanted to share that with you. Ladies, I will need bios from you so that I can finish completing our website. Um, when our website is complete, you guys will be able to go to the website, send us a little shout out, um, you know, send us a message, and of course, we will implement that into the episodes. So, once again, thank you so much for spending some time with us here on Don't Talk, Just Listen. Uh, everybody, please remember that you just have to be kind. Be kind. Be kind and rewind. Um, <laughs> and uh, ladies, I want to thank you for your time as well. Uh, you know, this is a, an, another little bit of therapy for me every week. 
I love talking to my, my fellow goddesses. Um, I hope that you guys have a blessed and prosperous week. Um, I know here in Cali, the weather's getting better. I mean, it was like 65 today. I totally went out with sliders on, no socks. It was awesome. Um, yeah, and we will see you guys next week. If you guys ever would like to be a part of the podcast, if you have a topic idea, you have a, uh, you know, beautiful, beautiful, cozy and comforting and, you know, just conducive, um, you know, bit of information to share with us or a review, get at us. Um, on all social media, it is don't talk, just listen. Um, D, kidding. Just kidding. The DTJL, that's it? Okay. Podcast. Yeah, podcast. So you can find at us at all the good stuff. Um, ladies, do you have anything in closing? Maybe Avalon has another fantastic joke for us before we get to the twerk something song of the, the podcast. Um, you know, I am joke glass tonight, which is rare. Yeah, I don't think I have anything. Because I am lit, lit. Uh, what yeah. about you, Lindsay? <laughs> nah. Just deuces. I'm drier than Nick Cannon without a socks. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I like that. That's good. That's good. And my God. <laughs> so, our twerk something song for the week is a throwback. It is the beautiful ladies of In Vogue. And this is what we all need to do for your mind. We'll see you next week, guys. The rest ya. will follow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm.